Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 15% on wills, conveyancing and probate until the end of January 2023. Same web address, have a look at that. Dan Michael and Moscow here doing the TSB Guide to Losing at Sutton. Ah, oh, switch off. <laughs> Happy days. Spoiler alert. I know we kind of, uh, we have existential dread around Leeds United and terror, but we can look back at these and laugh now, can't, can't we? Can't um, we? Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, the reason we're covering this this week is because it was the last time we got as far as the FA Cup fourth round. Was Sutton United uh, televised clash. What year is it, Michael? 2017. 2017. Oh. Yes, yeah, so this was this our, our last good year in the Cup. Wow. If you can call it that. We've beaten Cambridge and that was it. But still... What score was that Cambridge game? We won 2-1. Well, we, we, was that at home? It was, wasn't it? I think we made a right uh, pig's ear of that as well. No, we can't have been at home because we're not allowed to do that in the FA Cup. No. Are we? Never hope. No, we made that difficult too. But having got past them, we we drew a got a nice easy game in the next round. So what? Where was Leeds United at this point? And what were we like? Because Gary Monk was the boss here. It was kind of going all right. It, it didn't start brilliantly, but then we kind of hit some good form, didn't we? After that, we were third at, we, the, at this point. We were surprisingly good. We managed to get through the vital League Cup tie at Fleetwood. When um, we lost, didn't we? Against Fleetwood. Did we beat them? In... No, we had, we had a League Cup run this year as well. We, we got past, I've written down here, Fleetwood, Luton, Blackburn and Norwich. And then we lost to Liverpool. But we were losing at Fleetwood and Massimo Cellino was ready to sack Gary Monk after like three uh, games, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Um, because we weren't playing well enough. But then, and then Luton is the game when Cellino was on a train drunk coming back. <laughs> Um, just like slagging off everything to do with the club and he was promising to change the badge and all these kind of things and was just like yeah Gary Monk had been a bit of a surprise appointment particularly to Steve Evans because he thought he was still in the job um, <laughs> over the summer and Steve because, and only Steve thought that um, Cholino had been saying no I can never work with another English manager I don't know if he thought Steve Evans was English and was going to Italy to, to find a special manager and he came back and just gave it to Gary Monk and who's actually a reptile I believe Mm. Yes, although we didn't know that at the time. At the time, Gary Monk had been a uh, Premier League Swansea manager and it sort of seemed like that was quite a big appointment, but then just seemed to be getting sucked into the Chilino vortex at the start of the season. Came through that, came through uh, nearly um, punching Adam Pope in a post-match interview as well. It's quite uh, when he was asked about the I, team's identity. Identity, yes. Identity, what, what, when he was asked to define that. I reckon Pope would have taken him. He's a, oh, big bo- fucking he's, a, he's a big boy, he's a big boy, Popey. But yeah. all, all that came through and we started winning. We're up to third and um, through to the fourth round of the FA Cup. And On a, yeah, ho- and on a hot streak of talent as well, Moscow. Let's not forget the Forest goal. Yeah, I was about to say, Suleiman Dakaru just totally bowed in a volley, which was incredible. So things were, were really kind of cooking. Looked- and as, as it's probably worth mentioning as well, surely at this time as well, Andrea Radrizzani had just like bought half the club, hadn't he? That was just going on, mm. wasn't it? Where he was kind of turning up and was going to bail this on you. Chilino had been quiet, but Chilino had also been um, in a, a sting by the Daily Telegraph offering <laughs> to sell a percentage of the club to an agency in a complete contravention of all the FA rules and regulations so that they could have their players passing through. So everything that was good, Pontus Janssen had arrived, Kyle Bartley, Luke Ayling, all those kind of things were, were, were coming together. Um, and then we had this promise of a new owner, but it was all quite, still quite difficult and a little bit difficult to believe in us being any good, which is why perhaps 
this match helped. They were 83 league places below us, sort of mid-table in the National League. What's that one now? Is that the Vanarama now as it is in modern day parlance? I'm going to say yes. It's the one below the League 2 anyway. Right, that yeah. one. But they'd only came, they came up from the Conference South the year before. So they were... Oh, so they'd come from the Regional League into that yeah, one, right? Yeah, so they were the, the height of their powers. But they'd be, I mean, they'd beaten Dartford, they'd beaten Cheltenham, they'd beaten AFC Wimbledon. Some big so names in there. To reach this. Yeah. So few changes in the lineup, which is one of the big talking points that emerged from this game and kind of made Leeds fans who watched it on telly go, hmm, huh, that's interesting. Because uh, the previous league game against Forest, we had a back four of uh, Luke Ayling, Kyle Bartley, Pontus Janssen and, and Kitana Barada. Do it in the proper order that the song was. Well, you sing it. <laughs> Pontus Janssen, Kyle Bartley, Luke Ayling and Barada. I was just reading left to right, but you did it far better than I. Obviously, um, Rob Green and Goss. That's, that's a fairly solid back five. You've got um, Union O'Kane, Liam Bridcut in front of them. Solid midfield. Uh, with Roof, Hernandez, Dallas, and Wood completing the lineup, which is a fairly strong lineup, actually, when you look at it, isn't it, really? By uh, by 2017 standards. You can see why we were bothering the playoffs, but you can also see why perhaps we were not as strong in some areas um, as other areas. So, some changes to the lineup for this game. Um, Marco Silvestri found himself in goal. Uh, back four of Louis Coyle. Yeah, there's no song for these. You can do these in order. <laughs> oh, can I, Rocker? <laughs> Some kid called Mackay, which we'll yep. come on to in a second. Fella called Luke, uh, Luke Cooper, Liam Cooper, um, and Tyler Denton. Mm. Have I got all the names right there? That's correct, yep. Yeah. And then we've got Elon Musk's ex-wife in midfield with um, somebody called White House and Stuart Dallas. Not the band. Yep. Stuart Dallas made the cut here uh, with Calvin Phillips uh, in behind the front two in a, what looked like a midfield diamond with um, Marcus Antonsen and uh, Suleiman Dukara up front. So quite a few changes there to this. What, do you think maybe Gary Monk was trying to make a point about the January window here? Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? We were uh, The theory was he was saying, look how terrible everyone outside the first team is. And he did make that point, I suppose. <laughs> he made it quite emphatically in this Feels game. Feels like, not for the first time, Stuart Dallas had quite a lot on his shoulders here. He did, bless him. And this was this was Calvin Phillips and Liam Cooper 1.0 as well, wasn't it? <laughs> this was Liam Cooper's season where he'd been displaced by Kyle Bartley and everyone was like, ah, he's never going to play for us again. We've got Pontus Janssen, he's great. Uh, I mean, in fairness, Liam Cooper, as we'll come on to, didn't do himself any favours in this in this game either, did he? So, no. yeah, it was a change team, but I think looking at it, there were definitely concerns about Mackay and Whitehouse in particular, but the rest of them were all professional footballers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is worth adding as well. We had a couple of away games in the following week after this at Blackburn and Huddersfield. So the, a bit of rotation was to be expected, I think, given the, how like, onerous the league campaign is in the championship. Yeah, and, it, and in defence, I know his career hasn't... Well, neither of their careers have, have panned out at Leeds, but Coyle was a, is a decent right-back and has gone on to play pretty well. He's captain of Hull, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone... He's gone I've, like, seems to be playing of, his of way... the whole town. I think he's playing his way into like becoming a bit of a whole city legend. His captain probably will be manager at some point. I'm glad he's found his forever home. Yeah, it feels that way. And it's um, Hull still in the championship. Yes. Right. That's fine. So if you can be captain of a championship team, you're a good footballer, aren't you? So he's doing um, he's doing all right for himself. Tyler Denton um, never recovered from being sent on loan to Michael Brown's hated Port Vale. An absolute... Um, curse upon anybody not only to be sent to the team that robbed Leeds City of our rightful place in the uh, Football League in 1919 but at a time when they were managed by the person who robbed our midfield of any quality whatsoever um, around 2011-12 in uh, Michael Brown so that was never going to do him any good and um, 
kind of dropped down the league. Where is he now? Is it Kings? Is he Kingsling still? Yeah, Kingsling. So. Kingsling. <laughs> Kingsling. Yes. Kindling. Yes. Um, that team selection and the, the two that stand out as we mentioned there when I'm reading through it. Mackay and Whitehouse. Paul Mackay, Billy Whitehouse. Who were they, Michael? <laughs> well, there are two. There are two Mackay boys, Paul and Jack, both sons of Willie Mackay, who, who was, was the agent of Ross McCormack. Yeah, uh, among, among others, lots of links to France and England. We signed a number of his French landfill players, didn't we, in the uh, 2000s post uh, But was it just before we got relegated? Well, it was the season we got relegated. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get relegated, sign a bunch of players from uh, William Mackay's agency. Nothing could possibly go wrong. As Doncaster successfully did years later as well. Just yeah. sign all these people and watch your club drop through the fucking floor. <laughs> so, they, so he's got his two sons at the club um, and also his nephew is Billy Whitehouse. Mm. Now, they all came to be at Leeds. Mm. At the same time. At the same time. That um, is that is quite something, isn't it? It is unusual, yeah. Cause, particularly because we're third in the championship at this point and we've got people, we're signing people from Doncaster who are in League One yeah. and shitter than us. I mean, Pontus Janssen came from Torino, didn't he? Mm. In Syria. And uh, Kyle Bartley came from West Brom. Yeah. Premier League West Brom at the time. Oh, yeah. was it not Swansea? No, it was Matt Grimes. Okay, I'm confused. Oh, actually, oh no, actually, no. yeah, maybe Kyle Bartley. Kyle Bartley been, was, was from Swansea, was Swansea at this time, sorry, and then right. he went to West Brom, but still Premier League Swansea. So we were we were fishing in big ponds and Doncaster and Doncaster. Yeah, so we signed the, we signed the Mackay twins. We get them when Steve Evans is manager. We get there our January signings, 2016. Good solid transfer window. So they're <laughs> they've they've barely played for Doncaster either of them. They're considered surplus to requirements. Can't get anywhere near their team. So, so where are you going to move from there? So where? So they move up Naturally. to us. <laughs> yeah. Then in August 2016, we go back to Doncaster for a 20-year-old winger who never plays in mm. Billy Whitehouse. And right. I, again, another another solid acquisition, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the only Tell game. You what, do you know what? Can I just stop you? I'd say that's really interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. This was the only game in which any of those three appeared for Leeds. Yeah. In a first-team capacity which is interesting. Mm. However, it, it seems to have been quite a boon <laughs> to their career. Yeah. It's like a, a big favour for them, isn't it? Well, it, it stood them, whatever they did in their time at Leeds must have uh, impressed Cardiff City. Yeah, because come 27, December 2017, the Mackay... So having been surplus to requirements at Doncaster mm-hmm. in the League One and then moved up to Leeds who were trying to push towards the top end of the championship. Yeah, and playing, well... Two of them played once and one of them played nonce. <laughs> that's, that's the right one. Yeah, nonce. correct. Did you just say nonce? <laughs> yeah, yes. that's, that's what happens when you... That's, that's zero. That's zero, yes. That's what you meant. Yeah. yeah, so they both terminated the Leeds contracts December 2017. Yep. And then, boy, did we make a mistake because no, <laughs> no sooner we'd done that than Cardiff City, Premier League, Neil Warnock's Premier League Cardiff City. Swooped. Came straight in, two and a half year deal. Bang, there you go, lads. Bloody hell, Michael. <laughs> Do you know how many games to play for Cardiff? Oh, is it not many? It's none. Uh, anyway, on to more serious matters because um, Jack, through his the agency that they work for, is now more recently known for helping to arrange the flight for Emiliano Sala that took him to Cardiff and yes. ultimately cost him his life. Yeah, so the, the Mackay, there's a, another Mackay brother who is an agent. So there's the two that are... Because Willie, Willie wasn't actually an agent um, towards the end, was he, like, of this all happening? He'd stepped away from that. He'd been forced to step away due yes. to bankruptcy, is what had happened. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he was disqualified rather than stepping away. <laughs> I think yeah. one, one caused the other. But fortunately, Mark, his other son, was an, ag- was a, an agent at this time. Ah, right. And his dad may have helped him with, 
with a few bits and some knowledge in that. Well, it's you know, it's yeah. a fine footballing family with a lot of uh, sort of knowledge and heritage, experience. heritage, football heritage. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and yes, they were involved in um, Emiliano Sala's uh, ill-fated flight. But Paul Mackay is still playing though at a very high level. Yes, the third tier of Scottish football. Mm-hmm. Queen of the South is it? Uh, yes, Jackie is at Ashton United, which is the seventh tier of English football. Billy Whitehouse is at Charlotte, which is the sixth tier of right. English football. Yeah, and it's um, it's I can't remember if uh, Jack was perhaps injured at the time, and had he been fit and available for the sort of match, Gary Monk was going to throw all three mm. of these. Uh, they call them Nepo babies now, don't they? Chuck <laughs> all three of them in to his team alongside. I mean, we had uh, Matt Grimes, who was his mate from. Swansea so there was already you know Gary Monk, Gary Monk had enough on accommodating Matt Grimes Kyle Bartley and Pablo Hernandez who he'd all brought in as his old mates from Swansea so I'm trying to get this gang together meanwhile you have the Doncaster contingent all getting involved and this seemed to be uh, very much a way of saying well well I mean didn't say uh, Matt Grimes didn't really advertise himself very well in this game but um, perhaps saying that uh, the Mackays and Billy Whitehouse and not at the level of, because Billy White has being a winger, I guess he took Pablo Hernandez's place yep. in the first team, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Paul McCart centre-back in for Kyle Bartley. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a difference in in quality, perhaps, that sometimes, I'm not saying Massimo Cellino as chairman didn't, was not a, was, a, was some kind of blundering idiot um, who didn't know what was going on. I just feel like from time to time, Cellino needed things really spelling out to him, preferably before lunch, and this was a lunchtime kickoff, if I remember correctly. So you're getting him probably at his sharpest. <laughs> anyway. And you just need to show him. <laughs> Masimo, because I can imagine the conversations behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, Willie's son. Both his sons. <laughs> Why are they in the team? Like, well, I can put them in the Have team. Put them in the team. Credit, I know we'll come on to the game in a bit, but just to talk a bit more about, about Mackay's performance in this. You can you could tell very early on he had the opinion that it, the less I have the ball the less it'll stand out that I can't play football so as soon as he got it square pass to yep. someone Keeper. I, I don't even try and kick it if I try and kick it far square ball if you like if I try and kick it far I might miss kick it mm. if I try and run with it I'll look stupid Keep get rid calm of it. And just get, rid, get the rid of the fucking thing hot potato Sutton's team let's talk about them as well so they were managed by Paul Doswell Ian Baird Bairdy Bairdy's going to get you as his assistant former Leeds United hero from the uh, well he played half of the promotion campaign in 89-90 he didn't before he was sold but he helped to get us up anyway by scoring goals for uh, Middlesbrough, was it, that he went to afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, anyway, he said after the, sorry, before the game rather, uh, if they played this game 10 times, that Leeds would win 9 out of 10. Uh, but it depends on the side that Gary Monk puts out. Hey. <laughs> um, and also mentions that the pitch gives them an advantage and yeah, it was playing a, it was games. It was th- a 3G pitch. Yes, it wasn't real grass, which is which is a great leveller, as the kids would say. Yeah, they've since been promoted and had to had to dig it up. But um, yeah, at, at this point, because they were non-league, they were they were still allowed to play on it. And they had um, some mates of Luke Ayling in yeah. there too. So is it Craig Eastman is the kid who was in their midfield, uh, a former teammate of Ayling and Bartley. They were all in Arsenal's Youth Cup winning side. As was Rory Deacon, who uh, I managed to find a picture of the two of them. In a, if you're on the video of this, we'll get Lee to put this picture up. But yes, you can see a young, a young Luke Ayling on the front row and Rory Deacon on the back next to uh, the big the big goalkeeper. They did have a bit of pedigree in their midfield in the form of Nicky Bailey, who had been paid for by uh, Middlesbrough. 1.4 million from Charlton some years back, 2010. That's exciting. Yeah, and he wasn't old. He just had, had some injuries and 
kind of dropped dropped down the leagues a little bit. And let's um, talk about the uh, the comedy fat man on the bench, shall we? <laughs> yes, old Wayne Shaw. He, he didn't. He when he was fairly conspicuous in this game because he's like a man in his mid forties who weighs about twenty stone on the bench, which you don't see every day, dear. But he, he came became more famous when they played Arsenal in the next round, and he ate a pie on the bench and was sub- subsequently banned for contravening some betting rules. Yeah, he was paid mm. by a betting company to eat a pie on the bench when it turned to. It was like the magic of the cup. It's like, oh, look at that. What an ordinary fella on the bench and he's playing in the FA Cup. Isn't that great? And then uh, the next round's like, oh, ordinary fella being paid loads of money by a gambling yeah. firm. It was sun, It was the Suns gambling thing as well, mm. just to make it worse. Um, to the game itself then, uh, in many ways, this was perhaps the least interesting thing about this day. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, sort of a histony vibe in terms of there was water on the camera lens, possibly a shed somewhere, you know, with the cameras in it, all that kind of jazz. Yeah, it was... It looked like a defeat quite early on. As soon as you, as soon as you're looking through the distorted image on the on the TV, yeah. you're getting your first look at Billy Whitehouse and Mackay um, on the ball, and you're going, mm, mm. "Okay, this isn't this is not necessarily going to be a good day for us." Yeah, I sort of remember feeling quite cross, as if it was like um, whatever Gary Monk was doing, putting these players in our team was depriving us of a decent cup run, and um, also, I mean, a lot of fans had gone. People would pay to travel to mm. bloody Sutton. I suppose you get to see in bed, which is nice. But um, yeah, and it had that definitely that feeling from early on. It's like, oh, this is just going to be an awful day. It was one of those days as well where Leeds managed to turn someone who's just having a solid non-league, lower league career into a world beater for the day. Because Rory Deacon, who's the the former teammate of Ailing, just absolutely destroys us in this. He's just, he's just running at us and shooting at us. And it's just, it's him against Sylvester in the first half. Yeah. Foster's a couple of good saves from him. He has a goal ruled out for offside. So we saw this coming. It was not a smash and grab in this game. They were better we for gave, more or less the we whole gave thing. We gave them the weapons to do it. We had a chance with Dallas in the first half as well. Uh, ball over the top. Tried to put it over the keeper. Didn't work. Half time. <laughs> Useless. He'll never, he'll never, nothing will ever ever come of that boy. And they took the lead early in the second half. Uh, was it 52 minutes or thereabouts? It's a classic of the era. Is this for Leeds? Well, I suppose it's not this era because we were generally a the, lot better. The, the era being 1919 to now. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I suppose it was. A, there's a bit before, a bit before Monk, and a bit after was like this: just a ball over the top and a goalkeeper and causing chaos. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean Rob Green was very good for us, particularly in the second half of this season. But he wasn't playing in this match. No. Uh, so there's this ball over the top should have been dealt with really outcome Silvestri yeah. I think Mackay should deal with it first but he's remembered if he has to kick it it'll look bad mm. so he tries to leave it to Coyle and then Silvestri comes through out of nowhere calling for it as well it ends with all three of them just in the corner of the box all failing to get the ball well they have a couple of kicks it's Deacon first of all takes it past um, Silvestri has a bit of a kick and goes down then someone else is fouled by Coyle and eventually the penalty is given it's pretty soft Mm. It's bordering on a dive, I would say, but it's all put without mis- misery, though. Didn't yeah, it? it was one of those we got. Yeah, that, that's going to be the soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, penalty's taken, puts it in. Sylvester goes the wrong way. Seventy-three minutes. Then good, Cost- solid. Um, got on the man taking the penalty as well. Of Collins. <laughs> Fast forward and look at it's, so it's, just, it's just got it's got a real non-league vibe to it. He's not. Don't get me wrong. He's not fat by any normal standards. But when you see when you saw how like Bielsa's how thin Bielsa's leads were, you go bloody hell. They were emaciated compared to these lads. Yeah, you, Premier League. You either get like Adama Traore to Brendan Aronson, don't you? With different ways of having no mm. fat on you. Whereas this guy is just 
you know, he enjoys his Fridays. <laughs> it's not Paul Butler's game anymore, is it? No. So as I say, 73 minutes. That's the end of Billy Whitehouse at Leeds. Gets replaced by Kamar Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, never see Billy Whitehouse again? No. no. Well, I mean, some people did. Yeah, well, the, indeed, the, yeah. the people of various non-league clubs and where then, he, um, he would play his Not trade. long after we went fully Leeds, didn't we? And that's when Liam Cooper gets a second yellow. The end of Liam Cooper at Leeds? Absolutely. Uh, Could have been. Deserved? Yes. Um, it, was, it was a yellow card. Anyway, we're out. Very Leedsy. Uh, and Monk took responsibility for it, which is fair enough, I suppose. But Yeah, he wasn't pinning this on the group, was he? No. Uh, made a lot of changes, didn't work, backfired, he said. Everything uh, didn't go right. <laughs> That's what led to the defeat and the poor performance. I'm the one who made all those changes, so it's for me to take it on the chin. And then some generic speak about mentality, yeah. not a good loser, blah, blah, blah. We didn't want to see this happen, but it has. Um, do you think the message to the board, if that's what it indeed it was, do you think it worked? A bit. I mean, this is a couple of days before the window shut, isn't it? So mm. there wasn't much time, but we did get Pedraza and... Um, bring him back, bring him home. Mo Barrow yeah. in on loan, which was... Yeah, Pedraza was all right, Barrow was not. And we were linked after the uh, Yeah, I saw, the this, game with... saw this in the reports from... Uh, with, in the Gary Monk quotes, it was saying, in recent days, Leeds have been linked with... Ashley Fletcher and Sergi Canos. Canos. Ah, there what, you could, go. what could have been what that little have... bell end playing for us? <laughs> Is there a perception that this kind of derailed the season somewhat? I, I feel like that's almost entered into the the story of this game, but it didn't didn't really come to pass because we won the game after. Then we did lose at Huddersfield after that, and then at home to Cardiff. But we always kind of lost those games, and then we we were all right again. We did recover, but then we got to April and everything went completely to shit. So, <laughs> again, all very leadsy. We took, what was it, five points from the seven games towards the end of the season? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was the bit that went wrong. There was a lot of complications at this time because there was, um, we mentioned before about Radrizzani coming in and there was the deal that if we'd been promoted, then Radrizzani and Chilino were going to stay as 50-50 owners in the Premier League. But if we stayed down, it would go 100% to Radrizzani. So that started raising his head. And this was also the season when Chilino had started it by saying that if we didn't get promoted, we would get 10% of the season ticket money back. If we didn't make the playoffs, we got 25%. I think that was the deal. Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? I yeah. thought it was more. I don't know. It Basically, there was a, a lot of money coming back to season ticket holders if we didn't make the playoffs. Um, so that was the one good thing about missing out on the playoffs. And, well, the good thing about missing out on the next round of the Cup, because it was Arsenal that Sutton got. I mean, I know the, the numbers might have changed according to um, which teams went through, but even still... If you you know take it as true to form that we would have been the same ball number, yeah. would you have not fancied Arsenal and Arsenal in the FA Cup for a bit <sighs> we, of a change? Well, yeah, just to mix it we'd up. We'd have a bit. Liverpool in the Coke Cup, yeah. the Coke Cup. The uh, was it Carling at this point? Who knows? The milk. League Cup, milk. yeah, the Milk Cup, the Milk Cup. Um, so we'd have one big rep. And, Ars- and Arsenal's reserves a bit stronger than the Mackay White House Axis, um, and beat them two 0 in the next round. They ended up what finishing mid table in the National League, and then they got promoted to the Football League not long after in 20, 2021. I suppose that means pitch had to come up then. He did, but they've. I did find this little bit of information. They've kept that penalty spot that that, that it was scored from. And that's now that lives behind the bar apparently. A little so bit of history the, that they a little kept. bit of a little bit of history. So that's nice. We uh, we live on. We gave you some astroturf in your pub. <laughs> what a weird thing to have. I could handle it if it was grass, <laughs> but a, a a bit of three G <laughs> turf. It's the same bit though, because grass is always changing, isn't it? Whereas at least you can say no, that is the actual spot. Legendary. Mm. Legendary indeed. There you go. Yes. That is a TSB guide to Leeds losing at Sutton. Hope you enjoyed. And hopefully, as we recorded this ahead of Leeds playing Accrington Stanley, we don't repeat the... Uh, Awarding the... off the ghosts. Absolutely. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 